participants and welcome my podcast, Learning from Leaders. This podcast will focus on approximately 20-minute interviews with a range of professionals from the policy world. The goal of the podcast is to provide information about available career opportunities and advice to the community of graduates from York University's School of Public Policy and Administration. My name is Romina Cencheva, and I graduated with a master's in public policy, administration, and law from York University in 2015. I'm Yus vice chair. My name is Georgette Morris, and I'm also a graduate of the MPAL program, class of 2016, and currently at Carlton University. We are excited to have Lisa Gonzalez with us today. Lisa Gonzalez is an accomplished public sector professional who has led countless human services and policy initiatives over her 30 years career. Lisa has a BA in Public Policy and Administration from York University and an MA in Political Science from University of Toronto. For the first 10 years of her career, Lisa worked in the provincial government where she had a variety of policy roles, including at the Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing, Ministry of Community and Social Services, the Cabinet Office providing support to the Premier's Office, and with the Management Board. For more than 20 years, Lisa has worked in the for York Region, in multiple positions, which included working in the regional clerk's office and in the office of the chairman and CEO, and was the director of the strategies and partnerships branch of the community and health services department for nine years, where she oversaw community investment allocations, strategic social policy, research and analysis, and strategic communications. In her role as director, she led the development of the region's newcomer and senior strategy and the inclusion charter which received international recognition from United Nations Institute for Training and Research. In 2019, she took on the role of general manager, paramedic and senior services, where she now provides operational oversight for paramedic services and the region's two long-term care homes. As the GM, she has led the COVID-19 pandemic response for paramedic and senior services. Lisa is an active community volunteer and has served on the United Way Greater Toronto Board since 2012 and was recently appointed Chair, Community Impact Committee and Vice Chair, Community Impact on the United Way Board of Trustees. This podcast was prepared by York University's School of Public Policy and Administration Alumni Network, also known as USPIN, and Lisa Gonzalez in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of the School of Public Policy and Administration, the Master of Public Policy Administration and Law, and other associated programs, and or York University in general. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Romina. It's a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. So we would like to start this conversation uh, with a question. Can you reflect a little bit on your career in government? Thank you. So, yes, I'd be happy to. So I joined the provincial government in 1991, so a long time ago, and I was an intern. So I've had, as an intern, I had the opportunity to work for a variety of areas within the Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing. I think it's probably where my passion for local government um, first um, came to be, working for that, for that particular ministry. As an intern, I had the opportunity to work in a number of, of policy functions within the ministry. So I started off in local government and I moved on to provincial policy and to land use planning. From there, I moved on to a central agency cabinet office where I had the opportunity to witness the government in transition from the NDP at the time to the conservative governments. And as an issues analyst within cabinet office, I got to see firsthand how the legislature and how the house worked and how decisions were made, and more importantly, how government and opposition worked. In that capacity, I was involved in a team that advised the Secretary of Cabinet 
and the premier on emerging trends and current issues. We actually helped to prep the premier at the time for question period. And so I got my, I got to attend media scrums in the legislature. It was a very exciting time and very, very fast paced. You had to be on your toes and you had to know your politics. You had to be up to speed on the issues of the day, which meant reading all kinds of newspapers back then. So now it would be really multimedia and social media that you'd have to keep up with daily. After that, I joined the Ministry of Community and Social Services as a senior policy analyst, and I got a wealth of experience in program and policy development. And then my last job was with Management Board of Cabinet, where I was a senior policy analyst as well, and had an opportunity to participate and provide advice on performance measures as part of the business planning and allocations process. Then I joined York Region in 2000, so over 20 years ago. I was very fortunate to have held a variety of policy management positions within within the region, and you mentioned some of them in my bio. And you know, during my time in, in uh, during my time with the region, I've been able to lead a number of, of strategies, as you know, including our newcomer strategy, our senior strategy. Um, I also, as you, as you mentioned before, taking on the role of general manager, paramedic, and senior services. You know, I've been able to go right from policy um, through to operations, and really, my leadership um, career really sort of took off when I when I joined joined the region. So lots of opportunities for progress um, within within the region. And in my new role as general manager of um, paramedic and senior services and you know deep into operations during the COVID pandemic, one of the highlights for me has been the opportunity to um, to use a lot of my skills, my policy and strategy skills to really be a voice for the front line. And um, I was most proud, I had an opportunity to, to actually present to the um, Ontario Long-Term Care Commission. And I think for me, it was a real humble moment to be able to stand before such an esteemed group to prevent, to, to, to advocate for, um, not only for municipal governments, but also for the frontline staff who've been working tirelessly through the, through the pandemic. So this is a bit of a, a history there. I've, I've had a number of um, opportunities in my role at the region to co-chair and lead a number of collaborative groups, human services planning groups, a lot of, done a lot of research and advocacy around um, the socioeconomic trends and vulnerabilities of our community. So, and I, I think I'll talk a bit more about that in terms of my lessons learned, but I think that maybe gives you a sense of my experience over the last 30 years working within the provincial and municipal governments. Thank you so much for that. Um, that's a really rich uh, history you have there and uh, I think really informative for our, our listeners. And I guess if we could just hone in a little bit, you know, what would you say are your most uh, valuable lessons that you've learned? So I, I think, you know, when I was asked to participate in this this podcast series, Learning from Leadership, you know, it really re- forced me to reflect on my personal journey and the experiences that have shaped me along the way. You know, I never thought I'd experience it, but I, I've been around long enough to see history repeating itself. I left the province over 20 years ago, and at that time, there was something called downloading. And that was happening, and it was pretty chaotic, not unlike what's happening now. But at the time, municipalities were taking on a whole new functions um, in the areas of housing and paramedic services. They they were giving the province to give them a, a new mandates to now become what they call service system managers. So basically, the province was um, telling municipalities what outcomes they needed to meet, and municipalities had to figure out how to get there. The province at the time also became very lean. So many of my friends and peers um, who were on contract at the time had to find new opportunities. 
So I, I actually chose at that time to move where I saw opportunity, and that was with the municipal sector. I th- I'd like to say that's, that's really where my leadership journey began. I landed a role um, as policy advisor to the chairman of the region, and it was one of the best experiences that I, that I had. And, you know, I, and I think I, I watched how, um, as, a, as a leader, he chaired and led regional council and how you know, how staff were really listening to every word that he said and, you know, and, and really followed and supporting the direction he wanted the region to go in. And most importantly, I think for me, he was a really great coach and mentor. And and I, I, I have learned, I learned a lot from him, you know, in terms of setting a clear vision, building trust with staff, um, listening, you know, and, I, and, and again, I got to watch it all happen from sort of a behind the scenes. So one of the lessons I've learned is that, you know, especially in, in government and as a policy or civil servant, you really have to be able to be able to be an agent of change or to, or to be able to influence. And these are some of the top skills I think you need to have um, as a leader, but not, not only as a leader, but within public policy. And, you know, I think, again, given all the challenges we're facing today and tomorrow, um, being agents of change and being able to influence um, are, are key, key skills. So one of the things that um, I think, you know, I wanted to stress is that being able to influence means that you're, you know, you have a, you're in a place where you can inspire and motivate others. Um, You know, again, you you are in a place where you can take proactive approaches to conflict resolution and problem solving. You know, I, I think, again, as an influencer, you can embrace innovative ways of thinking and challenging the status quo. And again, as I mentioned before, like as future civil servants and, and leaders, you know, you want to be seen as willing to embrace change and not hold, not let anything hold you back. You know, I, I have colleagues who I say were probably in the same career path as myself, or and, and I thought for some reason, in some reason, they haven't progressed in the same way that um, they had wanted to be. And I really believe it's partially because. When changes were happening, you know, they chose maybe not to lead, but to, but chose to be led. So I think for me, you know, no matter what level of government you're in, I suggest that you don't wait to be told to do something uh, and, or for things to land in your lap. You have to actively seek out opportunities to be a part of a change or a transformation. So again, knowing where you want to go, clearly communicating this have all been things that I think will set you apart from, from others. And as I, if I want to give you a quick story... You know, up until two years ago, I was progressively, you know, going to, you know, um, through the region, moving through many different um, management level positions, but mainly in the corporate policy and strategic um, positions. And I think along the way, I'd like to say I developed a pretty good reputation as being an influencer, um, a big picture thinker, someone who understands politics with strong relationships with the community, which I can't stress enough. And I never really saw myself in an operational role. Um, being a public policy junkie, my comfort zone has really been policy and research. And then when there was an opportunity to lead paramedic and senior services, which is so operational, I never really saw myself in that role because I didn't have the technical background. I'm not a paramedic. I don't necessarily have the healthcare background. But what I do know is strategy. You know, I've led and developed regional strategies. Over, I've been on teams. I understand the bigger picture and I have a good sense of the politics. I also have a diverse background and I love to be part of transformation, which I believe were some of the, the skills that have um, skills that attributed to my appointment as GM of paramedic and senior services. So again, I don't think I landed here by accident. I'm, I think using those, those skills I mentioned around influencing 
um, you know, being a part of change and not being um, afraid of change, leading reforms. Um, these are all things that I think have served me well in guiding the response to the pandemic. And I feel that um, I actually feel rather invigorated at times and rewarding. And rewarding. I think the, the, the having those skills have allowed me to to continue to grow and stretch as well, and not be afraid to grow and stretch. Thank you, Lisa. This has been very insightful. Um, you briefly touched on this, but can you elaborate a little bit more on the key skill sets needed to work in government, and maybe more specifically in the municipal government? Sure. And you know, again, the workforce. You know, compared to I think when I joined, you know, it, it's the government, it's, it's, it's becoming more diverse and it has to become more diverse. Um, you know, when I talk about diversity, it's, it's all about, it's also being reflective of the communities we serve, um, you know, offering a range of, of perspectives, I think is going to be very, very key in terms of the skill sets required in any level of government and, and particularly municipal government. You know, I, I think, again, there's, you know, we have many people who have technical skills, which are extremely important. But I think, again, we're going to require more people with more broader skill sets, being more, more of a generalist, I would say. Um, you know, I, and, I, and again, I, as I mentioned before, and having that ability to persuade and influence would be the top of, of my list. And also having a strong political acumen. One of the lessons I've learned along the way, uh, especially within, I think, in both levels of government, is it's important to know, the, uh, know how to navigate the political landscape, knowing the politics now, again, if you don't understand your job or the environment you're in, it will be very hard to sound intelligent and therefore influence decision making. So, again, in order to influence the political level, you have to have a solid understanding of how decisions are made in the first place. You know, and I, and I would say there are a myriad of resources um, to keep an eye on and what's happening politically. If we look at the municipal side of things, you know, everything that municipal governments do is transparent. You know, the, the province requires... Every meeting they have to be public, you know. And now you can not only listen, but you can watch um, council meetings. Again, you, you know, knowing the politics also means adapting, you know, as a policy or a civil servant, your way of thinking according to which party or leader is in is in power, and knowing how to express their ideologies. You know, when I when I worked um, for the province, you know, the, I, I had I had the opportunity to be at the tail end of the NDP government, which was in power and. As you know, they have a very different philosophy around governance and social reform. And I think to be successful and influential at the time, I knew I had to understand the party politics that implanted the many policy decisions. At the regional level and municipal level, it's so important. Um, you know, it's, it's nonpartisan, so there is no party platform. So you really have to observe and watch um, council meetings, you know, know their priorities, understand you know, members of council, local councillors, follow them on social media, know what they're representing. Um, those are key, key skills in municipal government. And the other areas I want to mention is around communication. Having very strong verbal and written communication skills is crucial, especially as policy professionals. You know, learning how to write clearly and succinctly. And I, I learned that the hard way. Um, you know, I remember writing my first um, committee report, and it was very you know, I, I would say very academic. Um, it didn't it didn't um, tell the story from a, a community perspective. So I think again, learning how to write um, those stories in plain language, um, but also not you know doing the analysis and options and positioning the story so that it helps um, senior management or elected officials 
you know, make sound decisions on what recommendations to adopt. So, you know, coupled with that, you need analytical skills. And I say that's another um, very um, important skill to have, you know, we're taking that complex information and really digging deep to understand the implications of a particular option or recommendation. And I, I always like to say, you know, you may have gotten in the door with your technical skills, but it will be those interpersonal skills, the, the skills to, um, that you need to build relationships, the skills you need to collaborate and plan with, with a broader group, and being inclusive in your thinking. These are all things, again, um, that, will serve, that will serve you well as a civil servant. And again, um, I always also say, also knowing and following your values and being true to who you are will also take you a long way. Thank you so much for that. That's very insightful. And it uh, reminds me so much of my time working in municipal government with both the city of Brampton and uh, the city of Mississauga. Uh, my next question then would be, um, if recent graduates or new professionals wanted to join the municipal government, uh, what strategies should they apply in their, jobs, uh, search, in their job search? So the opportunities, and I think one of the things that surprised me when I joined municipal government I didn't realize, you know, how diverse the professions are there. There's, there's like, they do, they, because the, the nature of the work municipalities do, they cover the gamut from planning um, to social services, to public health, to housing, recreation, transportation, economic development, paramedic services, solid waste management. You, it, the list goes on and on and on. There, so there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of professions. You, you know, you've got engineers, social workers, physicians, lawyers, nurses, you have administrative, you've got policy, statisticians, business. So I would say that the it is it is so um, rich with um, opportunity. And I, I think, you know, my experience of the province, very diverse as well. But I would say like coming to the municipality, you kind of get a you kind of get a feeling for everything um, all under one roof. So I would say again, you know, there's there's people may not realize it, but there's a lot of opportunity. To, and, and for many diverse professions to work within a municipal government. In terms of, you know, applying to jobs, I think, again, going on to municipal websites, you know, doing um, your homework and research around, municip- around that particular municipality that you might be applying to, um, you know, because everything is public. Sometimes I, you know, when I'm, when I'm interviewing people, I, I really, you know, sometimes you can tell they haven't done all their research and it comes through very quickly because, at the municipal level, oftentimes you're asked very specific questions about that community or the municipality and what's going on and the priorities. And there's, in my opinion, no real excuse not to know um, because everything is public and it's debated publicly and there's reports and plans. And so, and you'll probably find that consistently no matter what municipality you're applying to. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, in terms of strategies, understanding the municipal politics um, that are happening within that particular jurisdiction. And again, you know, with social media, it's pretty easy to do that now because you can you can follow any um, elected official and you can get a sense of what's happening. And, you know, every municipality has strategic plans and progress reports. So, again, it, coming, you know, understanding and, and demonstrating that you understand the politics and also the priorities of that particular municipality would, would be key things that I would say that would help um, anyone applying to municipal government. And many of our HR departments all have LinkedIn accounts. Um, you know, again, it's 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 not that hard anymore to, to know who works where. Um, and also, you know, the, 
the, the old-fashioned way. You know, ask for, for meetings with uh, key staff you're interested, especially if they're working in an area that you're interested in. You know, I think through LinkedIn now, it's much easier to do that cold call and um, and connect with um, key, key people that may be able to give you some more information about that particular job or role. And then finally, um, one of the things that really helped me when I was applying to municipal government, you know, many years ago, was that I was also following a lot of the municipal sector organizations, such as the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, as well as the Association of Municipal Clerks and Treasurers of Ontario. You'll find a lot of information on those um, sites as well, and you can even become a member of some of them as well. So those, those would be some of the areas and some of the strategies I would use or apply to a job search within the municipal government. Lori, do you have any tips with respect to the municipal government uh, interview process? Uh, yeah, sure. And I, I, I think I, I, I've kind of said it a, a couple of times is that I can't stress enough that how important it is to do your homework and research and understand the priorities of the municipality you're applying to. Um, there's there's a lot of um, information that's out there around, whether it's through census, research, as well about understanding the communities and the people living in those municipalities and what their needs are. I think if you can demonstrate that you actually understand the local context, that is, I, I would say, um, will give you, I think, give you extra points because, you know, some, you know, if you live and work in a municipality that you're applying to, it's 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 easier. But I think it again, there's a lot of um, data and information and research that can help explain the community trends, and that's something that at a municipal level, because we're close to the ground, you really have to understand um, what the needs are of our communities because we're that much closer to them. And you know, as you probably will see in any government organization, it's the constituents um, that really. Um, influence and, and drive priorities and at the local level it's even more so and so you if you think about a, a municipal council you know you have in New York region for example we have nine mayors and then we have a number of regional councillors and they all come with very individual perspectives and most times it's driven by the communities for which they represent and so understanding that makes will make your job that much easier but also make it make your role much more relevant um, to that particular municipality. I'd also suggest that, you know, really understanding the job requirements and being prepared to demonstrate how you meet those requirements and the qualifications. So I would say, again, practice, practice, practice. And, you know, don't take it for granted that you, you know, just because you got in the door and got the interview, that's great. But I would say that you need to really do your homework and, be ready to provide examples to demonstrate um, those skills or qualifications that you that you speak about. And and sometimes too, you know, some people shortchange themselves. So even if there are other experiences that are relatable, um, you know, if you've had experience working, if you're just coming out of school, but you've been part of teams in in working on projects, you know, talk about some of your research. Talk about some of the reports you've written where if it's relevant. And, you know, if you've done volunteer work, you know, that's also another way to demonstrate um, understanding or skill as well. Uh, some great tips, Lisa. Um, any final words of advice for our listeners? Sure. So I was thinking about this, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, that final piece of advice. And I, I would say that, you know, we know right now like the world is changing so quickly. And I think... Um, you know, you have to be really ready um, as you when you join 
government to be ready to you know change direction quickly and 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 adapt faster and quicker. There's a and being up on your technology and being ready to be nimble. Um, those are things that I would say you know if you're looking at a um, a profession or a career in government, it's really really fast paced. I think years ago and it, it wasn't probably as fast paced, but I think any industry going to now. Um, the rules are changing quickly and um, being aware of what's happening around you. So that's, you know, being, being worldly in your knowledge is very, very important. Also knowing where you want to go and, and clearly communicating this and having a clear plan and strategy um, will also set you apart from others um, as well. And the one other thing I wanted to mention, I often tell, um, you know, young professionals is, you know, get involved in community and, um, get involved on a board, for example. I, I think I, you mentioned earlier in my bio that I, I'm part of the United Way, um, Greater Toronto, and that board experience has really, really helped me um, in terms of um, being part of a, a table where you're you're exposed and have access to other other community members, um, and also you'll get an opportunity to see the world from a bit of a different lens. So and it and it gives you connection to community as well when you work on in, in, on boards and, and committees in the not for profit sector, and I'd also suggest you know getting involved in alumni groups um, like York does you know getting getting involved in um, sector associations like the Institute for Public Administration, um, and I, and I think again getting getting emerged in communities another another way to you know to just to just stay relevant and current as well. And I, I think the other thing I also want to mention is, you know, one of the things that served me well too was watching other people in action. So if there's somebody or a leader or someone that you admire or you, you know, you kind of want to follow in their footsteps, I think it's important you watch them and see how they see them in action. So for example, when I first joined uh, the region, I was, you know, working for the chairman and I, and I got to attend a lot of meetings with, you know, with senior level leaders. And I watched how they defended their reports at committee. I watched how they answered questions. And then there are many questions you get, you know, when you go to these meetings from counselors and I watched how they turn these questions into compelling answers. Right. So again, that's another thing, you know, people watching um, is very important and it really helps you with interviews and networking um, and so those would be some of the, the key, you know, last thoughts I'd like to leave um, with um, the listeners today. Perfect. That was very, very insightful. And we really appreciate all your advice today. It is very sound. Thank you, Lisa. Right. Thank you for joining us. You're very, very welcome. It's my pleasure.